Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzow. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey. Joining me, the most unrepentantly handsome man ever of all time, Mr. Aaron Joseph Pita. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, but... I wish they knew. Nor what they look upon. They don't understand it. Gaze not upon me, for... I am a straight guy. (laughs) STR8? Question mark? Whoa. Hi, I'm Aaron. Also, uh, unbelievably good-looking human being, Mr. Matt Brousseau. Hello, Age, Matt. sex, location. Remember those days? ASLP? Mm-hmm. What's the P stand for? Pick? <laughs> what's the what's pick know. stand for? Picture? Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, I didn't okay. make it to that. No, we never got th- I never got there. Really? No, I didn't get to that. Also joining us, the godfather of Profiles and Exclusivity, the man who told me that my writing sucked, but my talking was good. <laughs> my best friend in the world, Mr. Joe Latchett, a beautiful man himself. Hello. How are you? Awesome. It's really good to be here, and it's overwhelming to see all the beauty in the room. Damn. Wow. See, we're not making yes. it up. No. Now, uh, my uh, wonderful friend, uh, beautiful woman, Joe Latchett's wife, surprised him with tickets to Los Angeles to come see me, hang out. Try it out. Try it out. Jesse got a try it out tattoo on her hand. Are you kidding me? She did. I didn't, didn't tell you that? No, it was in the... It was in the yeah, yeah. Well, you got to read the text. You got to try it out tattooed, like, right here. <laughs> it's amazing. No one... Sh- what? Yeah, I put it in the group text, but your fucking phone's all whacked. Did I have an iPhone X? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Jesse, thank you so much. I love you and I miss you. And uh, it was incredibly sweet oh, of you... great. ...to give you that gift for Joe's birthday, which is today. Wow. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Joe. Joe. I'm 36 years old. Wow. Yes. Or young. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe's going to be doing a little bit something, but first I want to tell you, uh, last week we were off the air, but we did provide our Patreon subscribers with an episode that we had a ball with. It's mm-hmm. one to write home about? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Matt brought some incredible letters from the Civil War era of a very erotic nature. Um, some very, very crude, very fun. Oh. And our friend Laura Crawford also was uh, sharing some spy stories from mm-hmm. the KGB era, 1984-85. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting, very fun and uh, also, I shared a song slash poem. It was a great old time. Yeah. Um, so please get involved yeah. in the Patreon. Um, we will always be providing them because they're paying us to live a little bit mm-hmm. and helping out with the show and providing us the ability to get uh, like you know new shirts made with really really dumb shit on yeah. them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, please get involved with the Patreon, uh, Joe. You got a little magazine when we were traveling around Burbank at the Bearded Lady. Yeah, the Bearded Lady. Um, we went and saw a cool VHS art um, yes. show there, which was excellent. It was like all the good stuff from um, like... 80s, 70s, Yeah, in the 90s. olden days of like going to the video store with your parents, mm. and like, but they cut out all the filler. 
Mm-hmm. All the shit that was like, oh boy, yeah, that might look good, but man, I just even the cover art doesn't get you. Mm-hmm. They cut out all that, and it was all it was like super well curated and really good. Yeah, and just the experience of going to the video store back in the day was like when you're a little kid, especially oh, yeah. going down the horror aisle. I mean, I remember being a little kid, and because of ghoulies being really afraid yeah. to take a shit. Yeah, yeah, it, mm. it was really. Uh, I don't think people knew how much damage that coolies cover did because... Dude, my bathroom gonna... was way down in the back of the house yeah. in, like, the dark-ass kitchen, Yeah, it oh, was man. terrifying. That chud, right. <laughs> chud and um, the stuff yeah. also had a very, like, oh, can I live in the dark after this <laughs> yeah. type of mo- video cover? Yeah. And, which is all, very interesting because you you both watched Mandy. Yes. Uh, yes. And in and, and, um, Cosmos... Panatos is that in Panatos? Panis, Panis. His father was Cosmos. That's right. Yes. Um, see, I was testing you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his previous movie, Beyond the Black Rainbow, mm-hmm. is very. Mu- it was very much inspired by just VHS cover art. Yeah, yeah. He would walk in up and down uh, the video. Uh, video addict was the store he would go uh-huh. to when he was a kid, and he wasn't allowed to rent the video, so he would imagine. What they were about, you yeah. know, and I was the same way. Yeah, some of the some of the movies had incredible cover art, and then you would see them years later when you were old enough to rent them, and you're like, "This sucks." And then the yeah. ones with shitty cover art were good. Like, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead was just like a guy getting out of bed, and you're like, "This movie probably sucks." <laughs> right. And then you see it, and you're like, "Oh, it's incredible," you know. They blew all the budget on the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, then you would see other shit like, you know, um, I don't know, like Funhouse. Right. And you're like, "Oh, this is terrifying clown murder shit," and you're like, "This movie fucking sucks." Yeah, killer clowns from outer space. Exactly. Killer cover, horrible movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I recommend the Instagram account Retro Release Video. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of really cool up, like they they'll do new movies in the old style, right? Or yeah, old movies like special. And they were kind of doing that at the Slashback Video uh, thing at the Bearded Lady. They were doing um, they were doing like kind of just imagined movies, like oh. imagined sequels oh. and stuff yeah. like that. It was really really cool. What, and they, what is this place? It's Bearded Lady just sells like weird shit, um, like uh-huh. medical oddities, um, yeah, like mm. old poison bottles. They had a lot um, of antique chop spoons. Oh, yeah, and, uh, that's great. Yeah, a lot of those old books that you could get that were like mysteries of the unexplained right, and like right, all right. that type of shit. So any like weird supernatural stuff, serial killer stuff, all that mm-hmm. type of shit. But they're, they're also that place that like put together that shining thing where you could go in oh. and it's a recreation of the bathroom scene where. He's coming through. They do a lot of really cool shit down there. And L.A. Meekly, the podcast mm-hmm. that our friends Shout do. Out. Yeah, they've uh, they've done a lot of stuff in tandem with the Bearded Lady. It's one of the coolest things in the Valley. Fuck. Yeah. Well, shout out to the Bearded Lady. I'll be visiting yeah. you soon. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go. John doesn't take me in either. <laughs> Joe. Very nice Joe for you. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been there in years. I haven't been there in years. Well, you've been, haven't been there in hours, technically. <laughs> I haven't been there in years. 33 of them. But Joe uh, Joe got a magazine there for two dirty old yeah, bucks. Two dollars. Wow. And it was, uh, it was clearly laden with profile material. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of just like, all right, let's see what's up with this. Um, and yeah, I looked at it today, and there is a crazy story I'm going to tell you guys okay. about the Collier brothers or collier mm-hmm. how most people say it but some people say collier um what do you say i would say collier yeah um nice. but you know i used to live in collier county in florida so that's yeah. kind of like uh no it's I'm good biased. you know in kentucky there's a for sales street <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's just <laughs> well um so these guys I have to, um, first I got to say, I got to give a shout out to Jamie, um, John's beautiful girlfriend who helped uh, do some research with this. We like, I was saying, I told her the story and she's like, well, let's see if there's any like other bullshit on it on TV. 
Yeah. So we looked up some stuff on YouTube and uh, found some good stuff. So, yeah, these guys, this story has, like, a, they're hoarders. They are um, eccentrics. And they're brothers. Oh. And they're weirdos. Really, really weirdos. Um, okay. So this was, like, I guess early 1900s. Uh-huh. Um, there is Homer and there's Langley. So Ooh, Homer, uh, Homer and Langley, that's... There you go. <laughs> you, you were named after the Odyssey and you're just a, some fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> So their parents, um, Herman Livingston Collier, was a gynecologist at Bellevue Hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was kind of before like Bellevue got famous, right. but it was you know it's still Bellevue. And this guy was a total weirdo. Back when like, it was cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, probably had some prestige. He used to every. He was an, an eccentric by everyone's accounts. A nice guy, but he used to canoe to work. Uh, I don't. I don't really know how that works. I don't. This either. was in New York, so right. you know he was. Um, his speculum in a waterproof bag. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. So he decided to marry his first cousin, of course, who uh, of course. was a name uh, a woman named Susie, which is a very pretty name. That's my mother's name. Hey, and, this is um, New York. Yes, this is yeah. New York. This is like um, Harlem is where they end up. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she was an opera singer. Uh-huh. I don't. They don't really. I didn't find anything else about her. The stories we watched and this this like semi exploitative magazine didn't really say anything about that. Right. Um, but so the dad um, and the mom, they uh, they were like you know socialites and whatever, and you know they they kind of got along. They kind of didn't, and then all of a sudden the dad moves out, and they don't they didn't get a divorce, but the dad moves out and moves into a new house, and uh, that's not explained at all. Um, but so before he moves out, he moves him into a um, a four story brownstone in Harlem, and this yeah. is like when um, all like upper class people, upper class white people, live in Harlem. Right. Um, yeah. So he so in nineteen nineteen, um, about ten years after they move in, Herman decides to split, mm-hmm. and he is like I said, I, I want to know more about that. I don't know where I could find that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he splits. I don't know if he has like another family on the side or yeah. what. But he still sees his family like daily. He just doesn't live there. Weird. So Herman's the dad. He moved him into a new house and then moved out of that house. Yeah, right. yeah. He was there for a bit, like a couple mm-hmm. years, but yeah. um, maybe like five years. But, Did uh, mom have any uh, 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 occupation? She was an opera, opera singer. singer. She was. Oh, oh that's just right. That's, yeah, not Susie. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's weird. Um, the kids are pretty weird too. They had a sister that didn't make it past infancy, mm-hmm. um, and they are like super. Um, you know they're normal, but they are their mama's boys. Right. They're um, um, after the dad moves out, they kind of like take the side of the mom, you know, and and they live there until she dies, only like a few years later. Oh, um, and uh, then stuff starts getting weird. So they're they're hanging out for like about another four years. Um, and Homer is uh, I, I really didn't give you any background on them, but Homer is uh, he is he's like a concert pianist, right? Um, but doesn't he's everyone kind of says like oh this guy's kind of full of shit mm-hmm. he said he went to Columbia but there's no record of it right um he uh he ends up blind from a stroke he had he had hemorrhages behind the eyes whatever the hell that means oh yikes yeah um <laughs> hemorrhages behind the eyes yeah that's all everybody said and they said the exact same thing so it must have been quoted from like the same story yeah the same source. isn't that just the brain yeah yeah yes. that's, that's my behind the eye area is hemorrhaging <laughs> that's just a doctor in like 1920 being like Oh, you're blind, huh? Well, there's got to be something behind the eyes. That would make sense because they really distrusted doctors. Um, So I'm getting a little ahead of myself there. But um, so the brother Langley, he was like a child prodigy. He um, he graduated from Columbia at 20 
Uh-huh. Um, he I'm was... getting a real Royal Tenenbaums vibe. Yeah, yeah it's a bit, yeah. a bit like that. Okay. Um, and they have money to just keep going, like, after the mom dies? Yeah, they have a lot of money. Well, because... They got all uh, that sick pussy money. <laughs> <laughs> As a gynecologist in Harlem. Right, right. Uh, Langley is a lawyer, like a successful lawyer. Uh-huh. Um, and he, he's like a he's like a tinkerer. He's kind of like, he's always got bullshit around. Yeah. Um, the dad, when he died, they got all his stuff. And he ends up, um, which I guess from his other house. Mm-hmm. And he brings, they, they take apart a um, uh, Model T and bring it in. And he's going to like tinker with it and put it back together, which is stupid. Yeah. You're going to take apart a car <laughs> to, to bring it in, in the house. house. That's yeah. super messy. To get it working. Mm. Yeah. Super messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To take it back out. How are you going to get it out of the house? Right. Well, you got to tinker with it. Didn't they yeah, do that tinker. in Animal House? <laughs> they, 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 they brought a bug into the the dean's office in Animal House. <laughs> was that Animal House? You know what I'm talking about? Well, they brought a horse. They brought a horse oh, into the dean's office, which it, it it's was technically a, a car. A car. It's yeah, a, it's a uh, carriageless horse. Old timey model T. They, they had a car in a cake. Right on the in the float. Oh, there. that that's correct. But I think I think you could just you you just work on an engine in a room. You're like we can't use that room. That's the engine room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then at like two in the morning, there's a guy revving an engine in your apartment building. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so they're on a lot of meth. They're taking apart a car. <laughs> they're putting it back together. Langley's a successful lawyer, but he, Homer is kind of a, a liar, fuck up. Yeah, he's a fuck up. But they're uh, like but by all accounts, yeah. By all accounts, they are cool. They socialize. They leave the house regularly. Oh, good. Even though um, he's blind and shit. No, no, he's not blind yet. Okay, I, I, okay. I got a little ahead of God, myself. God. But um, so then, within the, in those four years, he goes blind from a stroke. Homer goes blind, and uh, Langley quits his job and decides to take care of his brother full time. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a bunch of money from both the states. Yeah, I guess, and they have the house, which is not paid off. But I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll get to that. Um, they don't really, they don't care. They don't care about bills. Right. Bills are for other people. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, we pay people for that. Yeah. So Langley is taking care of uh, his brother, and then uh, he, has some, he has rheumatism, which causes him to be paralyzed. Oh Langley? Langley. No, and not Langley. Not Langley. Homer. Homer. Yeah, so Homer oh, gets the double whammy. Oh, he's afflicted. Oh. He's blind, and then he's paralyzed. Right. Jesus. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Can he smell? He can smell. He can oh, talk. He can, he can smell the oil <laughs> from the like engine. shit in here. I wish I could know what's going on. I can smell the burning behind my eyes. <laughs> Good thing I can't feel anything. <laughs> I knew a kid that put a couple of uh, acid tabs in his eyes. What? He, what? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, put a couple Jesus of tabs in his eyes. Like gel and tabs? He, no, well, there's paper. Oh, yeah. And then like he like blinked them, and then they were gone. And I was like, hey, man. Those are just like in your head now. Like those are just floating <laughs> yeah. around somewhere in your body, sort of. And like, like I, I admire your, <laughs> you know Hard, what I mean? Hardcore. Yeah, dude. yeah. But also like, that can't be any good. I mean, it'll, it'll dissolve. It'll dissolve, but it's it's dumb. a bad place to dissolve a piece of paper. Yeah, you should put that up your butt. Yeah, and I yeah. think it was. I think it was maybe not just one time. Is he done it with the veracity of a season I really always thought about this square floating between the back of his eyes and his brain. <laughs> that was extreme. That was like the kids in my high school that were like, I'm fucking, I've been taking acid for a long time. Yeah. You've taken yeah. acid, but have you ever taken it behind your eyes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, that's maybe why this guy had hemorrhages behind whoa. his eye. Yeah. He Which his acid right? would be crazier. Doesn't need to be. No. No. <laughs> it's pretty much, yeah. it's called acid. It does yeah. a good job. <laughs> All right, so in this four years, um, the economy takes a shit. 
It is. Uh, this is 1928 or something. Yeah, just about. Yeah, it's um. The, yeah, the, it's it's, I think it's called the Great Shit. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the Great Shitty Depression, and um, like all the whites move out of Harlem. Right. Everything mm-hmm. is left abandoned. Yeah. And then all the blacks move in. Right. Um, Homer and Langley are not down with that. Really? They are. You said they were cool. Eh, I don't know. And I, I, didn't, I didn't say they were cool. No, no, yeah, <laughs> no. nothing has led you to believe these guys are cool at all. Yeah, they, they said they were cool. They went out and socialized. Yeah, yeah, but with, not the, cool. with the with the uh, with the, like, whites. the other yeah people that are like well, loaded. Well, one of them's blind and paralyzed. He doesn't really care what color they are, right? Yeah, and the other one's a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> and a tinker and a tinker too. Yeah. Ooh. So they, hey guys, uh, check out this brown soda. It's got a car in it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that is all happening, like, you know, with the, all the ailments of Homer. Um, so Langley's like, well, all right, I'm just going to take care of you. And he's like, since, um, you know, like our father was a doctor, so we know about medicine. They just kind of assumed they knew about medicine. <laughs> it's in our genes. Oh, and they had a lot of books in the house. So that was their, like, oh, we have 2,500 books, 2,500 medical books in the house. So, right. And one of us can read. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. good that yeah. does one of them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he decides he's going to bring his brother's movement and his sight back by diet and rest. Mm. Diet and rest. And rest. Mm. Yeah. Not exercise. Um, not exercise. And they didn't have any room to exercise. These guys, like I mentioned before, were hoarders. Right. And this is hoarding. Like this is, it's, is this the beginning of the hoarding? This is the beginning, and it's getting oh. out of hand quick. Right. So where did um, they move to? They didn't move. They didn't move. They stayed oh, they, in the, they oh, stayed they, in the they, four-story they Oh, so they weren't, they weren't down with the white flight. Or they were well, the black they, in. Or they weren't down with the black in. <laughs> they yeah. just, but right, they were like, but they still stayed around. Yeah, they stayed in the same place. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't into the white departure or the black arrival. Uh, yeah, black but, arrival, but, great movie. But also, but also, they weren't going anywhere. Right, they weren't leaving. They were just like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, they, okay, they complained. We're not going to move the these twelve car doors out. Man, of here. I wish I was blind like you right now. You wouldn't believe what's happening in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah your paralysis is really going to help with the rest part of this, this treatment. <laughs> good thing you're paralyzed. You need rest for this. <laughs> you must be so relaxed. <laughs> so this diet was this diet was fucking crazy. It was like um, nutrient rich black bread uh-huh. and a hundred up to a hundred oranges a week. Ooh, wow, you got to pound those. That nutrient rich black bread. Yeah, like, and I guess that's like that's like crazy shit. That was like, I guess sometimes they'd make beer out of like similar things. Right. And that was when like beer was nutritious. German right. bread. Not yeah. Like, yeah, Guinness is good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they were like, they had a ton of money, but they were super thrifty, super weird. Um, yeah. They would like travel super far to get like the really cheap bread. Right. Like, get, it's like it's not. <laughs> yeah. This ratio isn't working out. Like you're putting way too much work. Foolish. In. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they were just like, they didn't trust doctors. They thought that if they brought um, Homer to a doctor, that they would sever his optical nerves, which I don't know. I guess that doctors used to do that all the time. They would just cut. They'd be like, so. Yeah, I mean, kind of fair enough. I mean, yeah. back then there was some wacky ass shit going down. Sure. Yeah, and they said with the paralysis, they like, no, he would just give us, he would just give you drugs to help you die faster. Right, yeah, right. I mean, if, you, if guys don't work, you're just hoarding them at that point. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> Which true. they love to. Yeah, these things will be back. These, I, I'm going to use these one day. Yeah, I'm going to put these Model T's back together. <laughs> don't, don't touch my eyes, Doc. I, I swear to God, one day, one of these days. Yeah, I used to be a lawyer, but now I peel 15 oranges a day. Yeah, Jesus, 100 a week. Yeah, because, I mean, Homer must have been like, wow, another orange. <laughs> oh, it feels, oh, it feels like an orange. Well, he'd feed him other stuff, too, but that was, like, the, the majority of it. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, but, I mean, it, it is something to be, like, I'm paralyzed, and now, I mean, I guess he was on board with the diet. 
Oh yeah, he, they were they were like they were together, man. They loved each other. They were kind of it was like them against everyone. Right. We got these books. We got these oranges. We're gonna get you back. Yeah, and uh, you know, training montage. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> just yeah, feeling, yeah. Just feeling orange. Traveling to get bl- Only, black bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this bread doesn't taste black. Shut up, it is. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a fucking a, a Rocky team. <laughs> Getting weirder. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that is happening. Um, like the whole neighborhood is kind of going nuts because they're like, all right, these these white guys, like we don't really see them. And they're fucking weird. And like all these rumors started, they say like, um, oh, there's tons of money. They like they built money into the house. They fucking um, they're hiding it. They're whatever. Um, so people start to break in. And this is like the hoarding is getting out of control now. So they have like um, he has all these newspapers because he said when Homer wants to see again, brilliant. Yeah, and he this like during this time he is um, all this is kind of happening at the same time. God I don't know the exact time. All right, but... start with that pile over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh, 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 the stock market. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and crap, it's like a shit, um, <laughs> great shit. Wait till you see this neighborhood. <laughs> Things so, have changed. When we're seeing that Jamie saying today, he's like, why didn't he just read him the newspapers daily? That would have uh, killed yeah. some good time. Oh, he's got to Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you choose, brother. I quit my job. You want me to? You want me to read to you too? You want me to read and peel? All right, I'll peel the oranges. You go get the bread. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't. Yeah. So the shit gets out of hand. Um, they're getting more and more paranoid, and they're like, "We just don't want to be bothered. All this is bothering us, and we don't want to be bothered." So, um, so Langley starts going out only after midnight. And like just picking through trash and, and bringing home shit home. I don't know how he's getting all this shit home. I got I don't know, maybe he's got like a cart or something. Uh-huh. But he's bringing like big shit home. Like in if only he had a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my car is all <laughs> my car is in the house. <laughs> it's under the December <laughs> December issues of the New York Times. <laughs> so to, to to like to keep these burglars out and to also because they were just paranoid maniacs. Um, uh, and Langley was such a tinkerer. He would he'd make all these booby traps. Like he'd have like anything from like tin cans to like let them know if like somebody's in the house and they can hear it. Oh, home Alone, Home Alone style. Yeah. yeah, it was straight up Home Alone like Wet Bandit, like Whoa. keeping them out. Um, and then he'd also have like uh, he had trip wires buried in the mountains of like old newspapers and trash and like baby carriages and just any bullshit. Yeah, when they, they get, when they try and steal this baby carriage, oh boy, they got another thing Well, that's coming. also what I'm thinking about the fucking burglars. They must be like, have you found anything worthwhile yeah, in there? Because exactly. it's like a bunch of shit. <laughs> like, why, why would you even keep breaking in? You know? There's a yeah. door handle from Model T. <laughs> yeah. When I moved those four years of the New York Times, there might be something under there. Well, that was the thing. So they would like, you know, if you're looking through shit or you get hit with one of these tripwires, all the garbage would fall on you <laughs> and would trap you. And now they're you hoarding humans. Die. So or, this is, or you, they would call the cops, I guess. This oh, is like yeah. the Winchester house of trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like an accidental H.H. Holmes of, yeah. uh, you know, shit. But they'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot we made that trap. There's probably a guy. Oh, got some dude's bones. Oh, wow. Uh, new shoes. Hey, hey, don't move that dead body. I'm going to need that one day. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Man, when you can see, wait till you see this guy. <laughs> yeah. I wish he was still alive to peel oranges. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He, he used to be black. <laughs> so going back to the Model T, they lost. They stopped paying bills. They uh, they stopped opening their mail. They stopped answering the phone. Um, and they said, uh, "Jesus." It was like you know, we stopped opening our mail. We stopped answering the phones. You can't imagine how free we feel. Wow. Um, mm, yeah. 
and he's like, we're amongst, some yeah amongst, amongst our shit. Yeah, we're, and he said we're we're some saw suffoc- suffocation. We saw freedom. Wow. What? Wow. Yeah, I bet that's, I mean, that's kind of probably how the Grey Gardens people felt, too. Like, thank God we're out of all that uh, that bullshit with society. We can just (laughs) All that outdoors and socializing nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it's just (laughs) Stockholm Syndrome, though, isn't it? Yeah. Justifying. I gotta make, this has to be good, otherwise we're in trouble. Well, I think I'm probably, too, like, you know, people, like, growing up in in some sort of privilege, it's like, uh, you know, you live... In, in kind of a dream world and mm-hmm. you want to stay in it mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah and they have each other and that's re- you know and they're reinforcing the dream world for each other mm-hmm. yeah you it's, know they lived in nests that's what everyone kept calling like the areas they lived in because there was so much shit accumulated that they lived in nests <laughs> there was like a little you know oh dude they showed a bunch of pictures you can see like pictures of <laughs> oh, it's just an orange <laughs> just... Langley come to the edge of your nest <laughs> I have an idea. I don't 101 know. oranges. <laughs> but so shit's not going good. You know, I mean, like, they owe money on the house. And, right. like, you know, the city's not happy with them. Um, they get, like, wrote up in the news every once in a while. Like, some uh, somebody will come poking around and be like, yo, what's up? And Langley's super protective of Homer. Like, no one's seen Homer in years. And, and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. (laughs) So the fucking, in 1939, the gas company comes in and they remove the meters that haven't been used since 1928. And they didn't have they didn't have gas they didn't have electricity. Well, they had a bunch of paper to burn. (laughs) Yeah, probably. I don't know. They used that. They used like a kerosene stove to cook up their meals and stuff. Yeah. Um, And he, uh, I guess Langley said to one of the reporters that was come come, came poking around. um, They were like, "Yeah, I used to read like the classics to my brother, but." Um, then my eyes went bad and I couldn't read them anymore. <laughs> it's like because you're reading in the darkness. Like yeah. you're not having any light. There's yeah. no light because you didn't pay your bill. Right. And it's not like they don't have money. They have right. money to pay the bill. Um, so in 1942. Can't find the bill. No, yeah. They don't yeah, have their mail. It's probably lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 1942, the <laughs> It's fucking... supposed to drop on some guy's head if he brings <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the December part. heating bill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gave Lamar a concussion. <laughs> yeah, cracked that guy's skull. <laughs> so the bank comes calling. The bank wants the house, and mm. um, they bring in like uh, like a crew of people to to go in and repo everything and kick them out. And they can't get through because there's trash blocking the doors, blocking all the windows. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like they're they're the real deal. Um, but he fucking. So, like, Langley's like, all right, he's yelling at him, and he's being, like, curmudgeon or whatever. You'll never get through it! <laughs> You'll never take my doors! <laughs> and so he, he then just, he's like, all right, fine, you want your money? He writes him a check for $6,700, which, like, in today's money would be, like, $210,000. And he pays off the whole mortgage. It's, like, done. He's like, this is mine now. Go away. <laughs> Could have done that years ago. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, so these guys have money, so it's not like something is going on. You know what I mean? It's not just like, yeah. oh, we're thrifty. It's yeah, like, no, yeah, we don't yeah. Have any They're money. fucking... Codependent agoraphobes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but also, I mean, yeah, they turned really hard on the on the socialite aspect, didn't they? Yeah, they don't even want to talk about necessary business with anyone. No, no. 
Do you think they were sucking each other's cocks? I don't know because uh, they found in the stuff they found, they found a bunch of like pinup girl stuff, and because that's what, I didn't even think of that because the story's so asexual. Except yeah. right, you know, except for the pinup girl stuff. Yeah, and I was like, they all oh, have holes. In those. All right, hey Homer, I know you're, I know you're blind and can't feel anything. I'm, so, yeah. I'm just gonna fuck your mouth for a little bit while I look at this pinup girl. I thought you were gonna go another way and be like, so Homer, this chick, right? She's got, uh, she's got it all. Check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's got big uh, boobs. Uh, the cans, the cans. Feel these oranges. They're just like that. Oh, you can't. Yeah, feel, numb. feel these oranges. <laughs> Taste them. Taste them. That's about all you can do. Smell them. Okay, now sniff them. And where's he getting all these oranges now that he's stuck in there? The dumpster, know, the, man. The, the, the oh, fucking they, they mid- midnight market. I, for your diet, I got you some old oranges. Mm-hmm. Um... So there one time there was a fire in the house, mm-hmm. uh, and he reluctantly, you know, Langley re- reluctantly lets. Um, some people say it's a police officer. So I don't know what I don't know. The, the accounts vary, but we're, we'll, we'll call it a fire because it's a better story. Um, the fire uh, fireman comes in and he's like, he reluctantly lets him see his brother Homer, mm-hmm. and uh, and the guy's like, that guy's dead. This is fucked up. He's what, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm not dead. He's like, I'm you know, my name is Homer. I'm a lawyer, which he wasn't. Yeah. And he's like, I want your badge number. I, you know, I'm reporting this and whatever. And they reported it. And I'm not dead. Yeah. That's never, never a good sign. I'm not dead. And also, you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. For, for, for saying as much. Like the guy in the bed in seven. Yeah. I'm not dead. How dare yeah. you? You got what you deserve. Give me a badge number. <laughs> Sir. I'm a lawyer. I'm a, I'm a lawyer. You look like you're not practicing. <laughs> Jesus. Justice is blind. Yeah, mm, yeah, true. So anyways, this shit goes on for like, I don't know, like a decade. Oh <laughs> my God. Christ. Yeah. And, They're definitely um, sucking each other's peckers. Ah, there's got to be some kind of relief. I mean, Aaron. Yeah, and they it, live close to each other. The nests can, are like close. You can fuck all kinds of things. Oranges. Oranges. Bread. Well, I mean, the paralyzed guy probably isn't going to get a hell of a Right, that's of... true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's also not going to put up a fight. <laughs> You're really out of it about this. I think, I think, I think he'd probably, I think he'd probably sue if he knew anything was going on. Finally, it sounds like you're in my nest. I can't see or feel you fucking me, but I got a sneaking suspicion. Yeah, I can smell your pheromones because they're mine. Smell yourself. <laughs> So all this shit keeps going on. Um, and then all of a sudden in um, March 21st, 1947, they get like a random call from a really generic name, something like Christopher Smith or something mm-hmm. like that. And they said, I think there is a smell coming from this house. So the dead body. That's what they think is going on. Um, and they think it might be Langley. Um, and they, cause there was like, yeah, there's all this speculation of like, maybe he was taking a train out of town. He was going to just ditch his brother, which I don't believe cause that doesn't seem like he would do that okay so wait uh let me let me uh let me get this straight let me just uh so a random person anonymous tip anonymous tip anonymous op-ed calls who (laughs) the police calls the police and says hey there's a smell coming from this uh yeah yeah we think it's a dead harlem brownstone got it got it got it um jesus and so the police bust in and they're like you know they can't get in the, the the um the first floor because they they have a take a battering ram to the door and it's blocked up like tight with bullshit with newspapers and how are we gonna get all through all this paper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's so thick that they can't you know they can't get into it. So and then they end up taking um I think a second or third floor they get they break out the windows which are uh, it's a bitch to get into those too. <laughs> 
<laughs> like this house is packed floor to ceiling. It's, yeah. Yeah. But it's, a, but it's a fortress. The masterminds. Yeah, it's fucked up. And uh, they get in. They got to deal with all the booby traps. Right. Which is <laughs> which has got to be pretty funny. Oh yeah. Um, this oh, is was anybody, was anybody killed by the booby traps? No. Well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yes. okay, no. I mean I mean I mean people trying to go in at this time. No. No. Okay. It was just a nuisance. None of okay. these police were defeated by the paper mache <laughs> caltrops. The garbage booby traps yes. <laughs> The fucking the wheel of the model T comes swinging at them. It's a bag of orange rinds. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you, but my model T don't. <laughs> <laughs> So they're going in. Yeah, the booby traps are going up. They're they're trying to get to to, to tr- the smell. They're trying to find anything, anything. Um, and they're going through all these little passages and finding like you know because he um, Langley would like he would make he would make like fake junk walls. So he would know to like move this thing and to like fuck everybody up. So it took him a long time to find um, essentially the dead body, which was Homer. Right. They found Homer. Um, he was in his chair because you know he doesn't move. Um, and he was no, dead. he's not dead. No. The autopsy he's my said he was, he was dead probably about 10 hours. Wow. Whoa. Um, That's which, it? Which wouldn't lead to the smell. So right, Langley right. called it in. Well, let's, so, okay. let's see. Let's see. Oh. Langley must not have called it in because he, on his way to feed his brother, um, <laughs> fell into one of the booby traps. <laughs> he got... <laughs> <laughs> Matt, that uh, is the most evil you've ever been on the show. <laughs> but it is it's beautiful. beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. It is. I'm incredible. glad you enjoy that. What was the? Do you know what the booby trap was? It was. It was the the piles of shit falls on top of you, and you either suffocate or you can't move because they're so heavy. And that's what happens. He dies. It took it. It took them that. Yeah, it was three weeks to move all this shit out and find the second body. Oh, my God. And he was less than 10 feet away from his brother, Homer. And Langley, it took how many weeks? Three weeks to move all the all this shit out and find the second body, which was... So, Homer. like, oh, man, Homer's been dead for 10 hours. That can't yeah. be the smell. How did he die? Starvation? Yeah, starvation. Because his brother died yeah. on his way to feed him... Langley! Oranges! <laughs> Langley? Langley? Well, Coming, they, coming right up. <laughs> Slam. They said they must have communicated because yeah, they were so it. close. So his brother, who's paralyzed oh, and blind, is, is basically Un- just Underneath there. the heating bills saying... I'm so mm-hmm. hungry yeah. and cold. Saying, I, I can't help you. You're, you have to die there. Right. So they think um, Langley was dead for 20 days to a month. Oh, and, my um, God. There were packs of cats and rats in the house. Like running through all the shit, and his body was like ravaged by like rats, oh, rat bites, and stuff. Oh my god! This which is... one? Which one? Langley. Oh. Yeah, because they they found um, they found Homer before the rats could get to him. It was only ten hours. Right. Well, the, I mean, the rats wouldn't fuck with Homer because he's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't touch they, they don't eat their own. <laughs> <laughs> he was invoking. He was invoking certain laws to yeah, them. Yeah, you know, you can't under. Are you a dead body? <laughs> Are you a rat trying trying to eat the dead body? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I heard heard these guys represent us, don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) you? Pro bono. (laughs) 
But wow, yeah, that <laughs> that is amazing. incredible. That's really yeah. good. That oh, is really I good. Love just desserts. Yeah. Was there any? Was there? I mean, was there any big aftermath shit that no. happened? I mean, it just it was. You can see the pictures on on the internet if you, you oh, search it. There's like there is people like I mean there is a fucking gaggle of people outside this house watching. Wow. You know, watch as like what they was had, the smell. The smell was the dead bodies. It was. It was. It was the first dead body. Langley. It was Langley. Yeah. Langley. Langley. Yeah. Um, car but, started right up the bit. <laughs> I'm gonna be funny if the car started. Up. <laughs> he they tried to they, try they, to make it a generator, but it was. They drove, <laughs> they drove it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was 120 tons of trash. What? Jesus! In this four-story house, they were 120. just 120. They would do it floor by floor, and they would like, you'd be like, all right, we we break out the windows, and we would just chuck stuff out. And then people would clear it away in the bottom. Oh, man. Yeah, imagine you just stand on the street and someone just throws shit out. And you're like, oh, my God, a toaster. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking fucking landfill in Staten Island was like, (laughs) when's this going to (laughs) end? Yeah. Oh, you better put this on a barge. Jesus. (laughs) These guys are good. Yeah. They fit all the shit in there. (laughs) I think it's funny that he made fake false, false junk walls. Ah, uh, you think this is your everyday run of the mill? <laughs> Wall of junk. Ah, it's actually a secret door to more junk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You idiot. So, but that means that Homer lived. He must have been able to eat something. No, he for like. So he starved for like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, you can go without food for oh, a know. very, very long shit. time. You die of dehydration within like seven days. Whoa, whoa, whoa. how long was Langley dead? You said. I think they said twenty twenty days to. Twenty days, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, I mean, yeah, then, I mean, well, the so hunger strikers were yeah. were like uh, sixty days. Yeah, you can Those, go very long without food, right? But how do you how do you drink? With Dude, or, I bet or, you he could piss his own mouth. <laughs> 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 Every theory you have about this, <laughs> Langley was jerking him off, right? Sucking <laughs> like his own cock. <laughs> now, was he paralyzed uh, legs down or like hands or not the whole body? Yeah. What the fuck? So yeah. he was just eating rats that came and clawed, like, climbed into his mouth. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, suicidal rats. He's like, oh, man, I hope this rat has to piss. Are you? Are you I, am, I am parched. Are you a rat that needs a mouth to sit in? <laughs> Come to me. I didn't go to Columbia. Bro. Joe, oh, yeah. that's incredible. Holy yeah, shit. that is really, really good that stuff. That is such a great yeah, story. Yeah, people tried to make martyrs out of him and say, like, you know, they, they what? you know, martyrs. <laughs> they didn't like society. I don't think it was any of that bullshit they just were weird that's the thing but that's the thing that that comes up a lot on this show too is that um a lot of the eccentrics um people kind of lionize after because people Mm. are just like man they did their own thing you know what i mean and i'm guilty of doing that too where i'm like you got to give them credit like they fucking walked the walk baby (laughs) you know like you know and this uh, guy really paralyzed the paralyzed (laughs) well it was just like you know it's like one of those things where it's like man you know they did it uh that sinatra way yeah they they lived their truth yeah Uh, it's not a good one they followed their bliss no they died miserably (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean according to their writings no I guess not. Total freedom. Well, know? no, they died as a no, hoarder. I think they, they lived in total freedom. Died in, in probably the worst way. To, but also, to die. also, if you take the hoard away from the hoarder, is that like prison to them? 
You know what I mean? But I mean, he was killed. They were killed by the the thing that uh, that they had invested. Like yeah. that's how a hoarder is supposed to die: slowly crushed to death right. by their abundance of stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, they died doing what they loved. <laughs> yeah. being paralyzed and hoarding. <laughs> hoarding, yes. They died. <laughs> the things yeah. they love the most killed yeah. them. My kingdom yes. for a horse <laughs> or a Model T or whatever. I will store the horse in my apartment with the rats and cats. Well. Fellas, um, Joe, Joe, you're <laughs> going to be familiar with a lot Joe. of this, so, some of this stuff. Joe, that was great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes, Joe. thank that you. That was uh, really, really great. The, uh, <laughs> the Harlem hoarders are no match for the Long Island lowlifes. No, I'll tell you that. This is on the New York episode. What's the Long yeah, Island yeah. lowlifes, John? Well, I'll tell you, they, they both uh, uh, come very uh, near and dear to my heart because they are both uh, stories enveloping around me during childhood. And uh, you yourself are a Long Islander? I am and, a Long Island lowlife. And a lowlife low low deluxe. Not at all. Not at all. I am of, of the highest order. Um, high gravity life. Yes. I'm a, I'm a high, I live a high gravity truth. <laughs> um, in 1992, there was a sensational case in Long Island. A girl, not even a month older than me, nine years old, went missing. 1992. At the brand new arcade that opened up that all of us kids were just enamored with. It was a little place called Spaceplex. <gasps> and when you went into Spaceplex, you went through this, like, you know, like, laser light thing and a whole bunch of fog machines, and you went into this world of endless arcade games, and, and it was all indoor, and it was bumper cars, and it was, like, you know, those crazy, like, web things you would climb up, and just... All kinds of rides, all kinds of games, and then there's like, you know, your shit pizza place. <laughs> and every kid had their birthday party there, myself very much included. Mm-hmm. And um, in 1992, there was a story of a girl that went missing there, a girl named Katie Beers, right? Um, and she went there with uh, a family friend, kind of an uncle type, and she came up missing. And suddenly, it was like all of his kids were like, fuck, man. You know, it was one of those stories that got to all the mm-hmm. parents. It was like, fuck, you can't take... You know, watch, you know, hide your kids, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, and we were, you know, Spaceplex's business just, like, dropped through the roof. <laughs> Nobody was going to Spaceplex because this little girl our age went missing. You know, I was in, I believe, uh, fourth grade, about nine years old. That sounds about right, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this girl went missing, and... You know, they questioned, you know, the the, the family friend or whatever, and uh, it was just, he was like, I took her to Spaceplex, it was her birthday coming up in two days, and she went missing. And everybody in Long Island was enamored with the story of this little girl, Katie Beers, that went missing, and then they started digging. And they found that... Physically? The, no, no, no. They started they started ah. digging in the news into the family and shit like that. And neighbors were coming out and they were like, you know, when she was a baby, there was roaches in the crib and shit like that. And they start raking the parents through the coals. And everybody's thinking like, ah, oh, this is like a fucking shithole family. Mm-hmm. Fuck these people. Meanwhile, their daughter's missing. Right. Right. You and, know what and, I mean? And they're getting chat on. And, they're, the- and they're, getting, they're getting chat on. And it was like... Um, Everybody was following this story, like, you know, um, and they kept questioning this family friend type about what happened. Here they have a Model T in their house. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. rich people's folks never go missing, Charles Lindbergh. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) And um, they... uh, they they uh, they would search this guy's house. You know, uh, his name was John Esposito, the family friend guy that was kind of like an uncle type, and uh, and they they would never come up with anything. And they they're raking the. Family Through the Coals more and more in Newsday, which was like a big Long Island paper at the time. And then they even had a New York version called New York Newsday. So, like, this this paper was, like, massive. And it was uh, 
it was uh, it was just everybody was just like you know where is this poor little girl? It's one of those stories that just gets in your bones. And like to me, it was like I was like this is a classmate age girl. She's right in my neighborhood. She goes to Spaceplex like me. It was like it really was like what the fuck is going on? And the cops would keep searching this guy's house, and they would never move this gigantically heavy safe in the guy's garage. Well, it's so big and heavy. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> and that's a safe. Yeah, right, right, right. And, you know, you know, that's what happens when you call the we cops. The they, they show up the and uh, shrug their shoulders. Yeah, it's not here, right? So, like, the millionth time these cops go and search the house, they finally move this safe. And there is a 200-pound trap door, Right. And two, two, 200 pounds? 200 pounds. The door is that heavy? The door is that heavy. So Behind a, the safe. Beh- underneath the safe. Fuck. Right? And um, they go down, okay. and there is Katie Beers watching TV after 17 days. And there's, like, she's chained to, like, a mattress. And there's, like, like a ventilated bunker that he built for her. Years ago. And years? Years ago. And specifically I, for her? He's told, told detectives when he confessed that he yeah. built it for her. And John Esposito had been uh, like convicted or, or, or got in trouble for grabbing a kid at the mall like years before. So that's why he was always a prime suspect. Meanwhile, the mother is just Could like... Could have been a senator. The mother is just like, ah, <laughs> oh, she's an alcoholic in the papers and stuff like that. Right. And they were, they were a bad family. They were right. a, like, a, like a white trashy family on Long Island. Yeah. yeah, but I wonder why she's an alcoholic. Maybe it's a... Right. These well, fucks. But, but also, uh, this is your family friend? Yeah, this guy that yeah. grabbed a kid in the mall? Yeah. Like, you yeah. suck as a parent. Let's be real. Like, I, I, I did feel bad for them because they did have nothing to do for it, and the media was kind of heavily implying yeah. that they had something to do with it. Yeah. But also, they weren't, they weren't taking very good care yeah, of their it's kid. Very, it's very gone, baby, gone. And uh, so he was, um, he was sentenced to 15 to life in uh, 1994, I believe, is when the trial all shook out. So he just, was he... Was he... Well, that was the thing, is that later on in... Uh, in, in years to come, there was a Law and Order in season four based on this, right. and they flipped it where it was a girl kidnapping a boy, oh, and, the, and the idea was that it was a family friend trying to save the child from the shitty family, right? Which was kind of the line he was going for, but of course he was physically abusing her, and she in 2013 finally wrote a book. Like she disappeared from public life, uh-huh. came back into public life, wrote this book, and was talking about. Here's all my shitty home life. And then 17 days of agony. Uh, and, like, when the cops were coming down the shaft to, like, find the bunker, she thought it was him bringing other people to abuse her. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Ugh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy uh, was sentenced to 15 to life, had to serve it in Sing Sing, oh. which I don't know if you guys have heard lately about how, like, Sing Sing has been uncovered as, like, one of the worst prisons yeah. ever. Like... People like we're finding out like, oh, it's fucking raw yeah. in there, yeah, and they chain you up, make you watch TV, and bring people <laughs> in to be in. Two hundred pound doors and everything. A bad prison usually has a name like Sing Sing. Yeah, yeah. it's never and, like a Jimmy's Correction Facility. It's yeah. always like. A, but this is one of the cases where afterwards it seems like authorities realized like this girl has been really through it all, and they got her in a very good foster family afterward. Oh, okay. That's and uh, she wrote a book finally when she came out, you know, like in like her thirties, and she called it Buried Memories, and wrote about all of her stuff, but talks about her positive experiences with the foster family and how all these glowing things to say about him. And now she's married in Long Island. When she came out with the book, she did like The View. She did everything. When she was found... 
the principal came into my classroom to tell the kids. Oh my like, that's how Whoa. that's how big a deal this was in Long Island. Wait, because, what, what did he say to you? He was just like, they found Katie Beers and oh. she's alive and safe. Oh, and okay. like, we're all gonna go play laser tag. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, let's go back to Spaceflex. Yeah. Uh, by Good. the way, these are coupons for Spaceflex, <laughs> and uh, they're sponsoring the school. And please check them out if you like bumper cars. But uh, yeah, it was um, it was. Uh, it was it was a really 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 intense story at the time, and it was it really uh, it was nobody nobody expects to find a child alive mm. in this story. And, yeah. and sp- yep. after seventeen days, yes, yes, and um, oof, Maron. A couple of short years later, nineteen ninety four, um, there was a guy uh, who was uh, sitting in a restaurant and uh, eating with his wife at the uh, North Shore restaurant, and he uh, was shot in the heart through the window. <laughs> and just it was unexplained, and that was that. Say la vie. And uh, nobody knew what was going on. And a couple of days later, there's a guy at an Amico gas station in Long Island. This is all extremely close to my house. And uh, he is narrowly missed by a bullet from a high-powered Remington rifle. And they realized Long Island has a sniper on there. We've got hands. ourselves a sniper, folks. <laughs> Set up a perimeter. <laughs> so at this time, at this time, my father had a restaurant in Long Island. And uh, there was a couple of things that they were saying. They were like, this guy, he uses places that are at the crossroads of several highways, and he's randomly shooting anybody. It doesn't matter. These are not targets. These are random attacks. And my dad was telling me, he's like, this place would, our place would be a great place for this guy to attack. There's a bunch of, like, crossroads. Here. I was like, oh, that's great. You're in the kitchen. Mm. And I'm out here <laughs> busting tables. <laughs> you know? And John, let me know if a bullet comes in. You know? And it, <laughs> what was the name of uh, the restaurant? My dad's restaurant yeah. was called Dublin Delights. It was an Irish place. And uh, this is all around Comac, Stony Brook. This is like, I mean, minutes away from my house. This is all very, very close. And this guy was, um, you know, shooting people with something on the edge of his car door that stabilized his rifle. Mm-hmm. And uh, just random, random, random victims 200 yards away. And at the height of the, the the fever in Long Island over this case, there was 200 uniformed officers out looking for this guy to prevent a fourth attack. At that point, there was 100 detectives on the case. There was wow. 4,100 interviews conducted with any potential witnesses. Um, after the second attack, this uh, guy, he was later found. His name was Peter Sylvester. He was 24 years old. He uh, was burglarizing houses. He had uh, burglarized the Farmingville taxidermy uh, where he stole the rifles, the guns. And there was uh, a burglary after the second Amico uh, shooting where he burglarized houses and there was a, he, he raped a 15-year-old girl mm. at the same time. And then at he, the same time? Uh, well, you know what I mean? He, he was burglarizing, going through his house, and he finds this 15-year-old girl. And uh, Jack of all trades. Yeah, so he, so he kills this guy sitting in a booth with his wife. I mean, I, I just can't imagine sitting randomly in a booth eating dinner with your husband and then suddenly he's shot in the heart <laughs> you dead should, in front of you. You should never imagine that because then you'll never be able to do anything again. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. But I mean, like, this is the same thing too is that, like, you know, the fury that I remember over the Katie Beers case was this this thing about, you know, shitty parenting and, and you know, it, the, what they're selling, the stories they're selling 
are uh, you're not safe. You're not safe. Your kids aren't safe, mm-hmm. and people are terrible parents. Mm-hmm. And this thing, this story was none of us are safe. Yeah. And this guy's running the it's show. It's the perfect news story. You know, um, yeah, and, and, and you have to find out everything that's happening every day. These these stories don't go away. And, of course, it's completely mirrored um, in more ways than one with the D.C. sniper mm-hmm. case. I mean, the D.C. sniper case, people forget, but that was immediately after 9-11. Mm-hmm. And that was when anthrax letters mm-hmm. were going in the mail. Mm-hmm. And then this guy starts shooting people, and they were telling us we we're fighting a war on terror and we could win. And it's like, you guys yeah. don't even have control of D.C. Mm-hmm. We're not going to win this. There's no winning this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like winning a war against the weather. Like the, these things are totally random acts of chaos. Yeah, and to, to act like you can win it is right. And and you know, it's not easy. Like David Berkowitz is like you know he was shooting random girls, but they were brunettes. So it's like you could you could dye your hair. This guy, you know, which my mother dyed her hair because of David Berkowitz. She no, went she... blonde and never went back. Wow. Because of the son of Sam. She yeah. she was like, well, this is an easy out <laughs> to, to getting murdered. Yeah. Well, you know I, what I mean? I, Why didn't everybody do it? I think with all of this shit, uh, it's like, uh, uh, what's the thing that connects them all? Uh, it's just uh, men going insane. Yes. And so yes. like for a lot of women, they're like, yeah, we know. Right. right. Everywhere I go, I'm, I, I, I think about these things. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I always thought that, too. I was like, these girls that weren't dying their hair blonde, how about them, huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, did you see what they were wearing? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you must really hate blonde hair or any other color yeah. for that matter. Um, so, yeah, the Amico gas station and then there's the burglaries. And uh, the day after the robberies, this Peter Sylvester commits. He goes to, and... Uh, to the next constant highway, and he shoots a girl um, cleaning tables at a Burger King. Ugh. Again, just a uh, random at a girl. Burger King. Yeah, yeah, at a fucking Burger King. And it was just that. It was just near highways. Um, my car can take off. Mm-hmm. Random. Does it have windows? Does it have big windows? And that's again, he's like, my dad is like, this place has huge windows. And I was like, again, you're in the kitchen. Dad, please. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but this time there was a car spotted leaving. He would get back in his Firebird and he would take off. And with these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of inter- interviews they did, then they were like, okay, so we... He was in a Firebird? He was in a, he was in a Firebird yeah. doing Pontiac this shit. Firebird. So he was, he was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He, looked, he probably looked so dope driving away. Yeah. And he was, um... He was, yeah, this girl was cleaning tables. She didn't die. She didn't she die. Probably she wish she did. She, she, was, she was horribly, 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 uh, like, uh, you know, she just was disabled after. Busting tables. Somebody fucking shoot. <laughs> so then they, they, uh, they, uh... They're just going into weapon stuff, and this Peter Sylvester has weapon stuff in his past. Nothing, um, like, really that violent, but he has, like, weapons charges against him, and he's on parole. And they start kind of focusing on him, because they have tons of potential suspects. Okay, so this is this is when they haven't nailed it down. But they haven't nailed it down, but they're, they're narrowing the, the, the it down. The detectives are nailing, narrowing down. The detectives down. are going, who's into weapons? Okay, who's Who into- are troublemakers we've had before? Like, John Esposito, the Katie Beers kidnapper, he had grabbed a kid before. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you're kind of narrowing it down sure. based usual on... usual suspects. Yeah, yeah, the thing. usual suspects. And um, who bought a 200 pound door recently? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, this this guy or or years ago, um, this guy. Uh, yeah. The one guy is uh, he had some shit go down where uh, some guy is being a maniac. He gets sent to a psychiatric hospital and cops find these guns and they're like, who sold you these guns? And he's like, Peter Sylvester. And so then they start looking into him more and uh, they look into the other guns around uh, that were stolen from the taxidermy, and they're, they're like, we think this Remington rifle stolen from the taxidermy is the gun. Let's talk to the previous owner. So they get the previous owner of the rifle, 
And he's like, I went here and I, I shot this tree a long time ago. And he brings detectives there and the shit matches. They ballistic the tree the, like Batman? Yes. Yes. That's and, good detective work. Yeah. It really was. And then they were like, okay. And then they uh, they raided it. And then he told them where the gun was in the uh, Nisconset uh, house of his mother. Nisconset was right next to uh, my town in St. James, Long Island. Um, it turns out years later that uh, he had went to trial and... Um, he he admitted that the intended target was um, the enemy of a topless dancer. Um, the topless dancer was involved with some other guy, and there was another girl on the scene, and she wanted that girl dead. And this guy, obviously to curry favor with the stripper, mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'll kill her, but I'll do it in the midst so of a random right bunch out. of... Sim- yeah, a random bunch of killings. Brilliant. Uh, which is amazing, because that is what they suspect that the 2002 uh, DC sniper was doing, that he was eventually going to kill his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. That that was the idea. He didn't start with the ex-wife? No, 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 no. No, the idea is, is uh, you know, lead up to it. And they think that's what uh, the DC sniper was going to do. But like the Long Island sniper, he got caught up in the cat and mouse game and, right. and the power trip that, you know, comes from... I'm in control now. Yeah, I'm, I mean, and, and that's the thing. is like, you know, I talked about uh, me and Joe when we were in a band together. Like, I talked about it in this song that we wrote. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you know, this, this guy was told, you know... You're a shithead, but now he was like the most important person in the world. Yeah. In our world, shitheads are important. For that amount of time, the Long Island Sniper was running the show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, shitheads uh, are running the show. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, years later, the the DC Sniper case, people forget that went on and on and on. Oh, yeah. And we were terrified about terrorism. We were terrified about anthrax letters. Yeah. And we were really terrified. Because, you know, there's not really a lot of more bombs going off, but suddenly you could be shot in South Carolina. Yeah. Suddenly you could be shot in Maryland. Like, he, the scope of the D.C. snipers uh-huh. was what was really, like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy, like, the minute you think you're safe, guess what? You're not. It's not the D.C. sniper. It's the East Coast sniper. Mm-hmm. You know? And it went on and on and on. Big scope. And uh, so the New York Post... Turns to the Long Island sniper in the midst of the they DC go back sni- to him. They go back to him in prison. No way! And they're like, like what? Hannibal Lecter, one hundred percent, dude, one hundred percent. And they're like, give us a window into this guy's mind. And I don't know if the, the, the cops did it too, but they went to the Long Island sniper. And I just found this out today because I've always loved this case. I've always talked about this case. I've told you about it, Joe, a million times. But um, I, I just found out today that they went to the Long Island Sniper in prison. That's fucking... And uh, he is on about almost everything. Hmm. Like, on. Like, except for the DC Sniper's age, he's, he's like, getting uh, ev- everything right. Like, what? As far as motive and stuff, he's, like... Um, excuse me, let me see here. He's going... Uh, sorry. I mean, it makes sense. You could go back to that... You, you know, that's yeah. very Lecter. Why not go back to that guy? Yeah. I mean, it's like... There's you, no harm. Catch me if you can. He's in... Mindhunters. You know. Mindhunter does the same thing. So, Do you love Mindhunters? Yeah. So the, he, he says to the post that the FBI hasn't spoken to him for insight. 
So the post is yeah. coming to him for insight. FBI is not. Oh, but now, <laughs> now <laughs> amazingly. But now he's part of the. He, he can be secret. He's like I'm part. Of, I'm with them. Yeah. I can't say anything. Right. I'm so big, he, I'm a big man. He it, like <laughs> you know. It, at this point, the, the sniper hadn't killed again, and and the sniper's telling him, he's like, he will shoot again. He's like, he might lay low for a while, but he's going to shoot again. He won't stop even if they get close to him because for him it's a challenge because mm-hmm. that's the way he felt. Especially sniping. Yeah, he's like, if he changes his weapon and he's the type that's feeding off the media, then the cops may not attribute a new shooting to him, and it seems he wants to take the credit. And he says... Playing with the cops by sometimes dropping clues because, like, there was a tarot card found at, like, one of them. What? Yeah, yeah, shit like that. He, goes, <laughs> he says, you have guys that want to go out and beat the police. Because the Long Island sniper was like that, too. He says, he wants to be a mystical guy who appears and then mysteriously vanishes. Here I am. I'm important. I'm mystical. Mm-hmm. He left a tarot card there? Yeah, or somebody could have found a tarot card and attributed it to him at but the time. Because this, ri- this is written during the, the time of yeah, yeah. The, uh, the thing. So he says, people at the time were still hypothesizing it was Al-Qaeda. He throws that out the window right away. He goes, not their style. They want to go big, and no one is taking responsibility for this. And he's 100% right, of course. Mm -hmm. Everything he says. He said, um, uh, incorrectly, also, uh, not just the age. He thought he was between 20 and 30. He also thought he was a white man. That was was incorrect. Well, yeah, statistically. Right. Uh, Statistically, of course. (laughs) He's just putting the numbers there. (laughs) No harm, no foul. Yeah, but the guy was a young guy, wasn't he? Well, he had he had a young guy with him. Yes, he had, the, oh. the driver was a young guy. Right? Yeah, he yeah. was in. He, he was, was forty one. He was what? He was shooting out of the trunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. of a mm-hmm. Buick or something. Yeah, yeah, big old car. They took the back seat out, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and then they would stay at the crime scene, which was the thing that was that would blew my mind when they finally caught them. Was finding out that like everybody's swirling around trying to find out, what's, and these guys just laid low in the parking lot and never moved. Damn. I mean, not escaping was their escape. Yeah, right. that 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 was, it was really what Inside what man. exactly <laughs> it was, that was what blew my mind about the case. Is just stay there. Yeah, just don't leave. The hoopla is going to die down eventually. Yeah. You know, and people were talking about white vans and all that. It was no remember all that <laughs> shit mm-hmm. they were saying the yep, van. Yeah. Yeah. There was, was no a purple van. Cadillac. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they took the the hole was the keyhole for the trunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that's genius. Oh God. <laughs> he also says the Beltway psychopath is probably watching news reports of his crime. He says, like, they, he was surprised when he was watching in Long Island, he would watch all the reports of his cases, and he was surprised how many inaccuracies there were. Yeah. So it emboldened him to continue going. He's like, every time they get something wrong, like, he'll... Shit, nobody found my tarot card. Right. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, every time they get something wrong, they'll be laughing to themselves. And they'll be like, yeah, these guys, are, they're never going to catch me. Right, well, that's why if you're in the news, you just go, someone was killed, they think it may be related, and then you don't go through all the grisly details. Right. Yeah, like, you can also get copycats. Yeah. Right. Bad, bad ones. Some some news report he was saying was, like, uh, using high-tech equipment, they determined where the shot was from in Long Island, and he's like, they were, like, 200 feet off. They were completely wrong about where the shot was fired from. And he's like, he's going to be having a good chuckle that he's getting this, that they're all getting this and that wrong. And he's like, uh, he just says at the end, he, like... Basically, cut it out. When it's done and over, no matter what the outcome, it's something you're going to regret. He's like, you fuck up at your job, you get fired. He's like, when you get caught doing this, you're spending the rest of your life in prison. And it's like, I think it's already too late, pal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, cut it out. 
Like, like quit it. Yeah. yeah. I just saw a plane flying by. The banner said quit it. I guess yeah, I yeah. Well, I read the post, and the Long Island sniper says it's not really a good deal. <laughs> I so ran out of I'm going to hang up my DC fucking spurs and call it a day. I'll just snipe Buffalo in Montana, I guess. But yeah, I don't think it was ever conclusively proven that he was definitely going for the ex wife, but for a lot of people, there was That's speculation. Similar, yeah. There was custody stuff going on. Well, you probably read. The New York guy's thing. I don't. The New York man. This is. I should come out. That New York guy doesn't have like a Wikipedia page or anything. Like it wasn't that huge a case outside of. I mean, he might have remembered it from the news. I mean, if you're a snipey type of guy, you're probably pretty familiar with the snipey guys. Yeah, elite club. But but it is just such a. um, It's like in Long Island at the time they were talking about like we just don't understand because this isn't mob hits. This isn't serial killer. Mm -hmm. There's um. There's no um. Ted Bundy, the the victim looks like my ex. There's no thing. It's just like anybody random. And so like mm. we kind of don't know how to come at this crime, you know? Mm. And it is like, yeah, fuck, where do we start? Like yeah. this is just somebody without a conscience like stirring up a storm to create confusion to commit one murder. It's brilliant. Uh, I would start with the ex-wife and then kill a bunch of random people after. Yeah, it does. It does. Just so you get it well, out no, of the way. Well, no, but then the first person they look is who Who would yeah. have a grudge. Right. Exactly. That's the, that's the deal. Well, you got to do it quick. <laughs> you got to go get to the next one before the first one's cold. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then you got to bury them all in trash. <laughs> I mean, no, it. start burying yourself in trash, yes. <laughs> right? And then, and then... then fire a gun through a hole in the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ideally, kill yourself. First. You know, the idea that's... is, I think if you bury yourself in trash, uh, like. <laughs> You, it would seem like you'd be like, all right, I'm finally going to start dealing with this stuff. Otherwise, I'll die. <laughs> like, you know, there like, must be a better way. You would be like, uh, God, I, gotta, I love all this trash. You know, I really don't want to pay this bill, but uh, it's crushing my lungs. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, what if, he, what if he, he, he was being crushed and he reached down and he was like, oh, it's a, it's a gas bill. <laughs> but anyway, I always wanted to show those like stories officially on the yeah, show yeah, with yeah. you guys uh, about the, uh, God, the Long Island yeah, scumbags. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, twenty four years uh, old. This guy was when you were shooting people. Twenty four, like what the like he. There's so and because much of the stripper, do. you got to see him too. He's uh, like a real mullety mustache, white yeah, blondy yeah, yeah. hair, shithead. You're like, you see him and you're like, shithead. He's probably yeah, an yeah. Islanders fan. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, probably a hockey fan. Period. <laughs> we used to call a mullet a hockey hair. That was hockey. Oh hair. yeah. I grew, up right, I grew up in Buffalo, so it was like right by Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Hockey's pretty big in Canada. It's kind of a yeah, yeah. You smell all that health care. Just another porter. Drive you crazy. But, that was uh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I love those stories, and they were so um, they were so larger than life when I was a kid. And I remember, you know, it's weird going back and seeing them now, and, like, there are these tiny miscellaneous cases. But, yeah. like, when I was a kid, these stories were fucking massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody at the deli is talking about it. Everybody at the bagel mm-hmm. store is talking about it. Any other generic Long Island location yeah. <laughs> you can think mm-hmm. of, you know? Uh, you know, but it's like, you know, people talking like this about it, like yeah. the fire department guys are saying they're not going to find that girl. <laughs> She's probably dead, you know? And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, all of, all of, like, both of them were really, I mean, really, like, uh, I mean, like, finding the girl alive just never happens. Mm-hmm. That, no. I mean, he was just beaten her, or did he, did he no, abduct he her? No, he sexually, sexually, sexually molested okay, her, yeah. And she was, you know, like, kind of wasting away when they found her. Oh, like, God. I mean, not really, really, really bad, but... but he was, but he was not, he was not no taking good care wasting of her. away. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. But, he wasn't uh, fattening her up. <laughs> right, yeah. Which is 
it's probably better that he wasn't. So is that worse? I don't even know. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not in the position to decide whether that's worse. Or not. <laughs> yeah. Usually, you fatten something up before you eat it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they found her, and that's very good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and I mean, now she's married, and like, I mean, God I mean, bless her. Jesus yes. Christ, can you imagine? I can't. I can't imagine coming back from that. Yeah. Yeah, and getting yeah. a hold of your life again. You yeah, know? yeah. That's because I mean, you're a weak man, John. She's a strong woman. <laughs> but also, I mean, she came back from in a way where she, like, you know, went through her shit. Yeah, she, she went dealt with it. And she dealt with not just, I mean, the most, like, you know, appalling 17 days you can imagine, but also, like, here's all the nightmare before that. Yeah. You know, and I mean, coming. I thought I had it bad at home. I thought I had it bad at home, out of the frying pan into the fire, yeah. and then finally into here's a bunch of strangers that will finally be kind to me. Oh, God. But, but there's also. There's something it's easy to forget because it's it's in the past, but there are all these moments in the future. Even if you're in like a bad car wreck, yes. and that's the worst thing that's ever happened to you, there will be a moment in the future where something reminds you of that. Oh yeah, and you gotta you get, you you, get triggered, and 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 you gotta like sit down and and process. But if it's something that bad, I I don't I don't I don't know. How I don't do you know move, how, how do you move past as, something that is so? Um, instrumental in your life like or maybe not instrumental is the word but impactful yeah when things happen to you younger they they carry more weight sure yeah. right because and they influence you more so yeah you could i i couldn't imagine you know oh man just god bless her man yeah yeah it was it was it was really really insane because you know the paranoia aspect takes over and like you said it sells papers yeah and so everybody like the story becomes don't go to spaceplex instead of this poor girl is missing and there's actually no video footage of her at spaceplex at all you know, did she ever go? No, she no, never she... went to Spaceflex. No, 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 no. They found footage of him here, like him on his own there. I think to like kind of like keep up Hi. appearances. I have he... an alibi. Yeah, like him looking. Where is around. she? Where? Oh. I can't find her. You know, <laughs> but but also. But he took her straight from the house to his. I think the house was the last destination, and um, yeah, that was it. I fucking hate that sales paper shit because it's someone's like, I wasn't gonna buy the post today. Oh, but they got a story about the missing chick. Yeah. I guess uh, now I'm going to buy the post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, exactly. Yeah, but it is just like the weird group psychology. Yeah. That it, it... I got to talk about it. I got to know about it. The well, party. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, but at the end of the day, it is true because it's like, it's like, what does this mean about us? Yeah. What kind of community do we have here on Long right. Island, which is supposed to be the escape from the craziness of New York? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Escape from New York. Yeah, and we're all, we're all <laughs> acting like, uh, you know, we're better than all that shit in the city. Every, every Long Island parent is like, I don't want my kids going to the city. I got out of there. You know, fucking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was just like, then here's all this low life shit happening on Long Island, too. And it's just like, yeah, you're never really Lolitas safe. Lolitas and whatnot. Right, mm. right. Amy Fisher and stuff. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. Man, that was a, that, that was, was another great Long Island case. Yeah. Oof, yeah. My own. Man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's it for tonight. Joe. Yeah, that, Joe. Thank, thank you so Joe much. Yeah, man, Los Angeles. That was the top-notch profile. That, that was great. This was uh, excellent. Thank you. I really wanted to do this, and it was really cool. I just wanted to sit in, and then I was I found yeah. that magazine. No, you know, like, oh, the story's good. That, that, yeah. that is a prototypical mm. profile. Yes, yes. <laughs> Two brothers. Yeah. In trash, probably sucking each other's cock. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely dying. Yeah. You should write, you need to write this movie. So that, so <laughs> oh, dude. Right. Yeah. They I'm are taking some... liberties with Right. That and the thing that they love most, garbage kills them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. God. Mm. God. All right, it. guys. I'm going to say goodnight. My name is John Fahey. I am Aaron Pita. Matt Brousseau. And I'm Joe Latchett. Good night, everybody. Yay! Yay!